Empower, support, love. That's true beauty. Allowing God to use me to inspire others. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Welcome, Welcome to Sister Sis. Hey, 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 y'all. Did y'all miss us? Because we show missed you. Look, today is the day that we are going to talk about finance. Before we get there, <laughs> we want you to watch, like, and subscribe to our channel at Sis to Sis 1988, as well as follow us on all social media platforms at Sis to Sis 1988. Go ahead yep. and hit that bell and subscribe. Look, y'all. <laughs> the pandemic, the pandemic. Now we got rich folks broke and we got broke folks rich, right? <laughs> That's what happens in the pandemics of the world. Yes. If you go and do your history and do your research. So today we want to focus on personal finances. We're going to focus on personal finances, try to give us our um, opinions on ways that people can save money, build mm -hmm. credit, um, prepare for retirement and things like that, um, put a, a good um, standstill on bills, try not to have all the bills as high mm -hmm. as you can pay them, things like that. We are going to focus on my best friend over here, Colangelo. I think she is a wonderful <laughs> finance person as far as this really is personally. Um, I think she's very successful with that and knows really how to carry a dollar better than me, her friend, I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, I, I do okay. I do okay, but I yeah, think no. she's better. It's okay. You know, give credit where credit is due. So we're going to go ahead and get things going. Y'all ready? We ready. We ready. All right, all right, all right. So let's do this. Let's start it like this. What is y'all's opinion on finances today with millennials? With millennials. And I'm talking mm -hmm. about, I, I want to say what is the good and then what is the bad with millennials? I think millennials in this day that they're hungry. Is what I kind of see. It's not bad, though. No, know. it's not bad at all. Right. But they, they trying to get it. They out here yeah. grinding. They trying to get it. Um, but I do think that most of them spend it when they get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't think it's a whole lot of saving yeah, going I, on. I think millennials are spoiled. That's that's what I do believe. So I don't think... They are spoiled, too. So some of them, I don't think they fully understand the hustle. You know, and what we have mm -hmm. to go through. You know, like what we had to go through coming up. Because I started working at 13. So mm -hmm. most I, of these children... 14 for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So most of these children nowadays, they don't even get that and understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, what that is to have to work. Because their parents have probably, just say like even my child. Um, even though he does work. But, and I think that's because I tried to teach him about finances. I tried mm -hmm. to sit him down and actually we would sit down and have conversations conversations you know about uh you know finances but i do believe that millennials are really really spoiled though well this is what i want to say as far as the millennials go i still count us into the millennials i'm gonna, gonna say, say that, that. I, i'm gonna count us in there it depends on the age but, right yeah but i'm gonna say this we are the generation that we saw that we did not want to live like our parents now My, we weren't on, living on the street or anything mm -hmm. like that but i remember as soon as i turned 13 I remember going to my mama and telling she needed to start taking me around to different places so I could find a job. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Like kids are not doing that now. They they working just is really not they not really really too much wanting to do that. And so our generation, I think we hustled harder because just look at my class. I'm, I'm sure. class of um, 2002 at Odie mm-hmm. Wyatt, and quite a few of us are business entrepreneurs. I will say that. And you look at their kids, and I'm hoping that they're something that in them as well. And I think if you were um, if you are lazy as a child. If you were lazy, I don't believe I was a lazy child. If you were lazy, it's going to be hard for you to try to stuff something into your child about working. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time when you lazy as a teenager, you kind of sometimes be lazy as a grown up, which right. I think. And so if a child is seeing, they're not seeing that person pushing and, and sacrificing and working hard, what they're going to do it for? But I was actually taught that basically nothing is free. Yeah. So if it was something that I wanted, for example, if it was a new bike, we're just going to say a bike. Mm-hmm. They would make a deal with me. I'll pay for half of it, but you got to get the other half. Mm-hmm. So my mom would tell me I had to go around to like my auntie house or whoever help clean up. They'll pay me to clean up or whatever to show me that ethic of you have to work to get what you want. So that's what I was taught growing up. Mm-hmm. Now with these new ones we got, I don't know if they being taught that, but I know we were taught that. Like you have to work for what you want. And I think, I mean, just... It's prom season, right? <laughs> um, let's talk about that. And I'm just, we're talking about going back to what Kalandra mm-hmm. was saying with being spoiled. You will see on social media parents who are allowing their kids to use the jet. Like the, the child is in, uh, I don't know, Atlanta and the little girl they want to take to prom lives in, um, I don't know, Michigan. And so the dad is, or the mom, whoever jet it is, they're letting them fly up to this. And I'm like, come on now. <laughs> All this lavish. Right, it's unnecessary. like unnecessary. Yes, exactly. If that's your child, because like, I know what people are going to say, yeah, I can do what I want for my child. Okay, and you can. You can do that, but I'm like, what are you? Are you really teaching them what you did that now you do have a jet? Because right. sometimes mm-hmm. I think things are um, not all spoken out. It's not everything is not talked about as Glendra saying she do um, with her son, my godson. I mean, you have to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Now, my mom and dad, um, I will say, did not have to really do that. But what I will say, y'all remember, it seemed like growing up, things would be broken in the house. I remember for years we didn't have any air conditioning in the car. And I would be dying, you know what I'm saying? And I remember my dad used to say, you'll see, you'll see. And I, in my mind, I'm saying, you telling me that I ain't gonna be able to keep no air conditioning in my car, right? So when he was saying that to me, I'm saying to myself, no, I ain't either. If I gotta work two jobs, I refuse to walk around and drive around in this hot car in, in Texas heat, right? So I think it, it's kind of like what was being given to you in your ear? What do you think? Because I think sometimes our culture, we say our parents didn't teach us about finances, but they kind of did. Yeah, they, they really they did. did. Right? They, they did. did. And it really taught us some things to do and then some things not to do. At least I know for me, financial freedom was uh, very important. And that's the reason why I chose to make sure that I got that right. And I got a good understanding of that so that I can mm-hmm. break that generational curse and pass this on yet again to my son. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe when I was 20, about 23, 
23 is when I kind of really got on that track. So it was a little bit after I had my son. Actually, I think that was the same year that I had my son. It was kind of, that was like a wake up for me. You know, now I'm responsible for this other person. I'm no longer just responsible, you know, for myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to let him down. So that's when I made the choice that I knew I wanted to be 100% financially free. And then also just seeing some of the struggles that I did see my parents yes. and such, you yeah. know, go yes. through as well, too. Yes. So yes. that's what kind of put me on the road to, you know, the financial freedom. And I wanted to make sure that it didn't stop with me. So therefore, I, like I say, I sit Zion down and we have those conversations. But really what I what I started to do was I started to research and um, just find a mentor. That's what I always recommend for somebody. Find somebody that you um, that's kind of trying to trying to get on the same track where you are trying to get on. Uh, mm -hmm. Shall I say it doesn't have to be someone that you actually uh, go and actually end up meeting uh, meeting personally. Um, I would say the person that I follow the most when it comes to money and money management personally is going to be Dave Ramsey. Um, you follow him. Follow him, look him up, uh, his baby steps. I mean, he will, this guy, if you follow this guy, Christian base as well too, you follow this guy, he will get you there. And it makes it so reasonable where anybody can do it. Anybody's able to do that. Actually, they even have mm -hmm. tracks where you can put them on, you can take put your children on them as well too. Me and Zion, we went through that same thing as well too, helping him manage money. Honestly, sometimes he checks me. Like now, um, thanks be to God, I'm in a different financial class, but I still live like, I wouldn't say minimum wage, but I still live like I probably make about $12 an hour. God knows I don't really live necessarily like, I, I don't make $12 an hour, but I try my best to live like mm -hmm. that. But Zion will check me, mama, do you really need to buy that? Do you really need to purchase that? So I think I have um, I have accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, you know, with him at least. And mm -hmm. I hope and I pray that he carries that on, you know, to his children, you mm -hmm. know, as well too. And I will say not all of us, we're, we, we were talking, I'm talking about millennials, I'm saying, um, kind of like the situation with um you say you know looking at what you are around you were setting that foundation you were maybe watching the videos with him talking to him sitting right. down put two dollars over here now we'll say my grandmother uh, my grandmother boy she can make a penny out of a hundred dollars i'm talking about that woman knows how to save yes. some money them them grandmamas i'm telling you <laughs> but um i didn't the money I didn't, in the match i didn't live with her but what I saw was was hard work, was, was hard work. And I remember when I was a kid, um, you know, I guess in the 80s, you know, whatever black, young black couples that were having kids at that time. Um, I remember my mom and dad arguing about a second job. And I remember, you know, my mom saying, I'm gonna go get me a second job. And I remember my daddy said, no, you're not. If anybody gonna work two jobs, it's me. That was the first time I heard two jobs. I'm like, what two jobs? What that mm -hmm. mean? You know, I didn't know what that mm -hmm. mean. You know, when you get to, you know, when you get older, you know your parents work, but I didn't know what that mean at that time. But from that point on, I, I it was just, it's understood. You can't sit at home. You're not gonna, right. you're not gonna have nowhere to live. You're not gonna have nowhere to eat, nothing to eat. You ain't gonna have nowhere and no way to get to work. You're not gonna ever keep a job because you can't get to the job, things like that. Right. So I'm just like these kids now, everything is, in my opinion, handed it's handed to them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's. It, I don't feel like they're that they're working for. It. They're not necessarily making good grades in school, or, or um, I don't know, very good in, in athletics. I don't know, whatever the case may be. I just think it's being going back to what Calandra was saying as far as being spoiled. It's being handed, and mm -hmm. so you want to train because eventually they are going to have babies. So what are they going to cheat? Yeah, right. I mean, uh, you know, teach. What are they going to teach them? You know, you're going to have to show them that it didn't come easy. Mama they had some sleepless nights. You know, mama uh, at work dozing off in the desk because <laughs> a person that's accomplished 
at a certain level, you know it was not given to them. They worked for that. Right. It was blood, sweat, and tears in that. And I just feel like, you know, um, and up in New York, because I did some research, New York, Atlanta, and I believe California, they actually have financial classes. They teach those kids how to um, do like share stocks and things like that, trade stocks and things, how to look at the market, what's trending. We didn't get, we didn't have a lot of classes. No, we didn't have a mm -hmm. lot of that, but actually the guy Dave Ramsey that I'm talking about, mm -hmm. some uh, places in some schools, they actually do incorporate that into the curriculum. That is great. Yes, mm -hmm. and I do think and I that, think that it is should, much needed. Yes, yeah. I think mm -hmm. that should be a uh, prerequisite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think all it should kids be part of the curriculum. Yeah. yeah, one of my goals, actually, you know, I pray about it all the time. You know, back like in the seventies and sixties, a lot of our parents were able to come out of high school with some type of a trade. They could it was plumbing, HVAC, um, a, car, a car technician. You know, they could have something. I really feel like the schools should bring that back bring those programs back because mm -hmm. yeah, all the kids are not going to go to college we i know that's what people say we push that into them when we're in school but college isn't for everybody it's not at but all. that is something for them to get started mm -hmm. and not be feeling like they're struggling because look at it they, they're not going to have a whole lot of student loans because mm -hmm. that's what got me i wanted to go to big ut austin and that's where i went <laughs> and guess what it came with a big old fat bill because me and my mom and my dad did not sit down and look at those papers and see that the money they did give me to come to that school was not going to cover that tuition and I end up coming home. My mom and daddy did not have the money to keep paying for me. So what did I do? I went down there and I got a job and I started flunking and I had to come home. Yep. You see what I mean? And we got and, that student loan. And debt. we got that guess guess what? Them student loans was for nothing. <laughs> I paid those off. But the way I look at that is it's it's not the end all be all though. No, I mean, it's really, not, but I'm saying just a, just a trend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think that if we put the financial courses in the schools, mm -hmm. we give back the children the trades, we can restart the cycle. I do believe mm -hmm. we will restart the cycle. We won't have all these kids starting out going to school having all this debt. They was already certified. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? We'll be able to break, yeah. the, break the cycle. Yeah. Because them student loans are not fun. No, no. I will say if that. If somebody would have told me what I know now, I would not have gotten no. Right. I, I praise God. I'm almost done with them, but you know, hey, <laughs> it, it is what it is. But look, you guys, we're going to go ahead. We're not going to take up all your time. We're going to come back and we're going to be asking specific questions to try to get you guys a good idea on how to handle your personal finances. Okay? So, until next time, there is strength in sisterhood and there's support in sisterhood. Bye. Bye. Bye.